Imagine living in Denver and thinking that because you are the wrong size, quote unquote, that you could not go and enjoy this free nature. Once I did that first hike, I started looking around on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who's felt excluded or, you know, didn't see myself represented. And mm -hmm. there's other people who have had this exact experience mm -hmm. and who are trying to get outside just like I am. It definitely like cracks my Super life open. Affirming. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to About the Journey. I'm your host, Onika Raymond, a travel journalist and member of Marriott Bonvoy. This season, we're exploring what it means to travel better, and we're doing it with the help of people who know their hometowns best. This is Denver, Colorado, and its own hiking enthusiast, Beth Bradley. In Denver, nobody's actually from Denver, but you are I, yeah. born and raised Denverite. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yep, definitely from Denver and love Denver. While Beth grew up surrounded by Denver's outdoor community, she never saw herself as part of it due to her body size. It wasn't until later in life that she hit the trail for the first time, and it ended up changing her relationship with her hometown forever. Copious amounts of sunshine, bustling food halls, a dynamic beer scene, and easy access to the Rocky Mountains are all hallmarks of the city we're exploring today, Denver, Colorado. I'm meeting up with Beth for a hike at Genesee Park, the largest in Denver's mountain park system. Now, with so much to explore within half an hour's drive of my hotel, the Sheraton Denver downtown, we could have met at a local climbing gym or paddled rapids at Confluence Park. But with 8,000 feet of elevation and an easy-to-climb summit, Genesee Trail was where I chose to experience hiking like a local. Before I hopped in the car, though, I want to better understand what it means to be outdoorsy here. I think when people think of Denver, they absolutely think of outdoor first. So I do a lot of skiing and mountain biking. We might go for a bigger hike with friends or a backpacking trip with smaller groups. My whole office, every Friday afternoon, after lunch, they're up in the mountains. Rollerblading, the park, like City Park and Mosh Park, going for walks, mostly biking, honestly, around Denver. It was a, a fun place to grow up because I definitely have an appreciation for being outside and moving my body in a way that feels good. The Mile High City makes for a great base camp for outdoor adventure. I know from firsthand experience. My family and I used it as our own jumping off point for a national park road trip a little while back. But as we've heard from Beth, not everyone feels as included as they could in all Denver has to offer. Something that I did know when I did move to Denver is how much effort people put into presenting that they're an outdoor person, but I wouldn't say that I see a lot of like different types of people going hiking. I'm sure that's changed a lot in recent times, but I haven't really noticed. I thought I was outdoorsy until I met a lot of people that are local to Denver. It turns out I'm not. I mean, it's all relative. So I've lived here six years now. When I first got here, I don't know that I felt super included. And then since then, definitely spent a lot of time meeting and, and cultivating a group of people that is much broader. So what I'm hearing is that while aspects of the outdoor culture here have not been as inclusive as they could be, change is in the air. I'm looking forward to hitting the trail at Genesee Park with Beth to get her perspective as a plus-size hiker. I'm also excited to learn more about how we can all make more room for others to join us while we're out there, whether we're locals or visitors. 
Very excited that it's not as hot as it was oh my, yesterday. I was just thinking that. I was like, <laughs> we have like perfect conditions. Like it was smoky yesterday and that blew out. Yeah, yeah. It's like perfect yeah. temperature. Yes, exactly. Best right. It's a perfect day for hiking here at Genesee Park with a deep blue sky scattered with puffy white clouds straight out of a cartoon. Beth is dressed in what I can best describe as hiker chic. Her ragged boots show off miles of wear and there's a red bandana tied around her neck. Her look is pulled together with a bold cat eye, hinting at her theatrical side. We used to have a family reunion when I was growing up at that picnic shelter, oh, so awesome. it was kind of a cool. So good, yeah, good memories, yeah, exactly. of course. Let's yeah. get started okay, without any cool. further ado. <laughs> yeah, let me grab my, grab my Beth is super warm and welcoming, and as you'll hear, an eager and active listener who's quick to reaffirm what I have to say. It's very, very dry here. You might need to drink like twice as much water as you're used to, lotion, chapstick, everything. So if you're going to do a high mountain climb, you might feel sick to your stomach or you might get a headache. So I'll take ibuprofen even before because I guess that kind of helps your circulation. Mm -hmm. Definitely like sun protection too. You're that much closer to the sun. So (laughs) just accounting for... The, the dryness of the air, the thinness of the air, the lack of moisture altogether. So, so hydrate, hydrate, <laughs> hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate, yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we make our way over to a massive stone picnic shelter Beth's family convened at in her childhood for a pre-hike chat so we can get to know each other better. Pine cones from tall ponderosas crunch under our feet, and Beth and I are already finding ourselves on common ground. I am from Toronto, Canada, originally, so lots of nature out there, but I, even though I was surrounded by it growing up, I didn't do anything outdoorsy, I I didn't camp until I was at least 25 and living in China. (laughs) You know, a theme that's been coming up in my conversations with the folks I'm talking to this season is how often exclusion occurs through omission. And while Beth and I have different backgrounds, I mean, she's white and plus-sized, while I'm black and straight-sized, well, we both haven't seen ourselves reflected in outdoor spaces enough. So yeah, Beth, obviously as somebody who Mm -hmm. was born and raised here, you have insights, right? Right. You have insights into the local people, Mm -hmm. local culture. So in your eyes, what is a typical Denverite? Mm. Yeah, I would say like the character of the city is pretty friendly, pretty relaxed. I think that's maintained from the time I was a kid. I think people are kind of like more optimistic and a little more open here. I think just being able to get outside all the time and get sun and, you know, it gives kind of a sunny disposition to people. Mm -hmm. I think... As an outsider looking in, I think of Denver and I think immediately of nature. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the mountains. And I think of people building fires with yeah. two wooden sticks <laughs> uh-huh. rubbed together. Is that an accurate depiction, would you say, so or is that a stereotype? That, so I will say it's very, very typical for people from Denver who were from Denver to have never gone skiing or, what? like, to have never gone hiking. Like, there's definitely an interesting divide. The term I hear is adventure gap. So that barrier economically is something that prevents, I think, a lot of urban people from getting a chance to experience it. So Mm. like I, growing up, I never saw that I would ever climb a mountain. And so I definitely identified more as like an artsy kid or a weirdo. And Denver still has a little bit of that, which I like. There's still room for oddball creative people. Mm. And that's definitely how I always saw myself. And that was almost an active 
rejection, I guess, of like mm. the, the outdoorsy type of person or mm-hmm. kind of that culture. Because I was like, I don't feel welcome there. Mm. So I'm going to actively, you know, not be that way. It, it's so, so interesting <laughs> that you say that you felt as though you didn't fit in and you felt mm-hmm. as though you weren't welcomed. Was it an economics thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what about yeah, it? Yeah, so I've always been a plus-size person, so ever since I was a kid. And so economically, too, like, my parents are, are librarians, like, not tons of extra income or time. But, yes, even more so, I would say, like, seeing anybody who looked like me, even remotely, anyone uh, that was not just, like, a completely thin, wealthy, yeah. <laughs> straight-sized person. There are certain things you need to do any of it. You need gear. It's like there wasn't any in my size. So it's mm. just, like, that messaging immediately is just kind of making it... Like, you're going to have to earn that by getting smaller. And I was just like, no thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it, it, it's so funny because what you say resonates with mm-hmm. me so strongly because as somebody who grew up in Canada, mm-hmm. who is completely surrounded by nature, yeah. and there's a real tradition of getting out there. Mm-hmm. As a black woman, I never felt included. Yeah. As a black woman, I never saw myself hiking. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a black immigrant kid. Mm-hmm. going. Why? Like, why would you go out in the right. woods? <laughs> That makes makes absolutely no sense. Why, when your parents came from a different country to work and scraped pennies Mm -hmm. together to get you this nice life and this nice house and this new country, even beyond that, I think... I think because I didn't see myself Mm -hmm. in mainstream media doing those things. Yes. I didn't see people I knew who looked like Mm -hmm. me doing those things. Absolutely. I could not envision doing those things for myself. I also felt that I wasn't welcomed. I didn't want to go to Algonquin Park and be the only black person there and have people look at me and, and wonder... Why is she here? Right, right. I feel that 100%. I, I moved away and came back. People moved to Colorado from all over the world just to do this stuff. And, like, I was born here. Like, I should see what it's about, you know? And so the first time it really clicked, like, I, I went by myself. But I picked a trail that was pretty well populated. And it's called Mount Galbraith, a five-mile loop. I had never done anything that far before ever. And I was like this is the chance to see if I can do it. It was so interesting because like getting to go my own pace. So I sort of got into a zone and it just, it clicked so hard that that narrative that I had of being too fat to do this, suddenly it was quiet, you know, Mm. like suddenly like I'll get teared up talking about it because it meant so much. You know, I had planned on bringing headphones and I just realized I'm listening to like my breathing, like Mm. I'm looking out at nature and just that connection to nature too that I never had. You know, I think about all the time, like how... Trees are every size. Rocks are every size. Mm-hmm. Like in nature, there's not a size anyone's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I feel out there too. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful, oh, a beautiful <laughs> sentiment. And mm-hmm. that's such a, a beautiful realization mm-hmm. to have. And I think so often society places these, these barriers that make us think we can't do something, totally. that we're not welcome. So sometimes in, in yep. solitude, we have to make our own way to figure things out yep. on our terms. And I think that's precisely what you did. Totally. And obviously it's been so transformative oh, yeah. for you. Oh, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in all these discussions <laughs> I've been having with people, I'm, I'm always like, it's so much more than the thing right. that oh, we're talking about. Oh, definitely, about, you know? yeah. It transcends the actual hiking. It changed my whole way that I saw myself, really, because I started to be able to just be like, that's just what shape I am. I got to feel more neutral about that. It was more about where I got to, what I got to see there. That completely changed my perception and, like you're saying, like sense of self, too. And so I guess my question to you is, how has 
your love of hiking. Mm -hmm. How has that shifted your perception of Denver? I think it's just made me realize this is an awesome place. I mean, there's hundreds of trails, Mm -hmm. like for any ability really too. Like, you know, there's easy trails, there's more complex or difficult trails, but just being able to have that access to the mountains that you can wake up and be away from the city entirely in half an hour. And Mm. and that's very special, I think. So, and I do feel that as Denver's changing, I do see more diversity on the trail too. So Mm -hmm. like that I think is cool, especially since the pandemic with more people wanting to get outside in general, like I'm seeing that starting to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that makes me happy too. So what are some of your go-to hikes within an hour's drive? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. There's there's so many. But my favorite website to research trails is Day Hikes Near Denver. Lots of useful information like can you bring your dog or does it have a bathroom or is it accessible? Yeah, one of my favorites, if you are in the mood for some elevation gain and, and like excellent views and don't have a ton of time, is Chief Mountain which is kind of outside of Idaho Springs. So it's less than an hour from Denver Mm -hmm. and it's only about three miles round trip, but you get up to 12,000 feet. So then there's, there's even a little summit marker, which is very satisfying to see. (laughs) I always like to see the summit marker. So close to Denver too, another good spot is South Valley Park. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people love to see red rocks when they come to, to Denver and there's a lot of those same kind of formations at that spot. And it's also, it's an easy one too. Like if you have kids, if you have a dog, it's only like three miles round trip and relatively flat, but like very great views for the effort. Our walk on Genesee Summit Trail fits the bill as a convenient day hike near Denver. Okay, so we're doing in the smaller loop, I think? Yeah. Okay, cool. As we crowd around the trail map at the start of the hike, my producer Gail notices something unique. Look, it looks this middle bison pasture. Oh, yeah, the bison. Yeah, there's a herd of bison that are like the property of the city of Denver. (laughs) You heard that right. Turns out Genesee Park is also home to a buffalo preserve. The bison are direct descendants of the last wild herd of bison in the U.S. Wow, they've got some little wildflowers. So apart from bison, are there any other... Wildlife that you know of, so, besides Definitely, there are deer. Mm-hmm. Probably elk, too. I mean, at this time of day, they probably aren't out and about. They're probably all in the shade and hanging out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we don't have any grizzly bears in Colorado. We have black bears and brown bears. Definitely deer and elk for mm-hmm. sure, and little bunnies. I remember this from when I was a kid, too. Like, now I'm like, Aww. my cousins and me would <laughs> run over here and climb these sky rocks. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I grew up in Canada, uh-huh. so I'm accustomed to having ravines and oh, yeah. big green uh-huh. belts and spaces to run around, like nature. Oh, yeah. You know, not just like a park with a, a lawn. Right, totally. But something like this, I'm, yep. I'm accustomed to it. How can we be respectful oh, yeah. on the trails? There are sort of some basics in general. Like one thing I think that I didn't even know until a few years into hiking is that people going up have the right of way. But and then, you know, also like leave no trace and all of that yes. kind of thing. I think, you know, it's it's evolving because there has been such a long history of, of thin white people sort of dominating the trails. People need to think more about what they say to people that yeah. don't look like them or that they perceive to not be as like skilled or experienced as them. If you want to go around somebody, like be friendly about mm-hmm. it, be nice, you know, don't act impatient. I'll get weird comments still. Like I, I did a trail that I've done three times before and this guy walks by me and he's like, 
you're almost there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, so he thought yeah, he was yeah. being encouraging oh, exactly. and right. didn't realize right. that he was being right. patronizing. Exactly, right. It might be well-intentioned, but, like, it does have this othering effect. Yes. Like, they're assuming you haven't done this before, mm-hmm. assuming you don't know what you're doing. So what I would say about that is I never tell people encouraging things unless they yeah. seem to want them or need them. Like, you can't assume anybody's physical abilities or anybody's experience by looking at them, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't. Sometimes I'll meet people... And I'm othered right away. Right, totally. So they'll say yep. something about my hair or Ugh, they'll yeah. say, oh, my brother is married to a yep. woman from Ghana. Pointing out something about you yes. immediately. Yeah. Even somebody who means well. Right. Making this encouraging right, comment. Right, totally. Very yeah. condescending. Maybe think about why you're saying that mm-hmm. to that person, you exactly. know, like, exactly. do you need to feel superior to them exactly. or whatever, you know? Or yeah. you point blank feel superior right, to these exactly. people. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. After we've done the hike and yes. we want a little bit of reward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> where where can we grab a beer oh, or yeah. an ice cream mm-hmm. or a meal? Yeah, so I'd say my favorite Denver food by far is breakfast burritos, and especially with green chili. So Colorado and New Mexico kind of have a battle of who owns green chili. But, I, you know, of course, being from here, I definitely say Denver is the best. So it's it's a sauce, but it's also a soup. It can, people put it on, like, literally anything. It can be... On a burrito, in a burrito, you can eat it with a tortilla <laughs> in a bowl. Like anytime I've moved away, like I crave it so much. And it, there's a million different ways of making it too. So, you know, it can be vegetarian, it can have pork in it, it can be super hot, and it, it can vary by the batch of chilies. So that's always what I want after a hike. That's the best post hiking food, in my opinion. But I'd say too, like Denver has good ice cream scene. So okay. in my neighborhood where I live, it's a building in the shape of a milk can. Nice. And it's a ice cream place called Little man that is you have to be prepared to stand in line like it's definitely oh so it's one yeah, of those yeah, places yeah okay. so just but it's fun though well, listen if, yeah. if people are standing in line <laughs> right exactly it's yeah it's good. good yeah yeah so they have salted oreo which is like their flavor they always have and highly recommend that well we are yeah. definitely <laughs> taking notes nice before we can try out all the food though we have to sum it goodness you really do feel that the air is like yeah. thinner up here <laughs> So we've made it to the top. Here we are. Yes. I feel very accomplished, but <laughs> yeah. also out of breath. Right, right. <laughs> Climbed a little mountain here. Yep. So what, what do we see here? So we've got kind of like a little panorama of some of the front range here, like looking out um, toward Mount Evans and then I-70, kind of a main thoroughfare to the mountains over here on our right. So yeah, cool spot. Very close to Denver. Very Get nice. A good view. Yeah. What advice do you have for people who come to Denver and they don't see themselves as outdoorsy? Mm-hmm. Totally. I always think about it kind of like I used to teach sewing. And I would always say, like, for your first project, don't try to do a prom dress, you know, because you're not going to enjoy it. You know, I also think like the outdoors is it belongs to everybody, whatever anybody else wants to say about it. Like it, it does. It's everyone's. And so if you haven't tried it before, try a simple trail, try something that you're going to get a good sense of it without trying to do the prom dress first. Yeah. And I just think like nature is so fundamental to being a human. It's really something that everybody deserves and should have a chance to connect with. There's all kinds of accessible trails and places that, you know, are a good entryway to it. Yeah. So you don't have to be outdoorsy to enjoy That's it. That's great. <laughs> Since there aren't many people on the trail today, I've really been able to connect with Beth and connect with my surroundings. And that's really the goal of spending time in nature, right? 
But I also think the best kind of travel offers these opportunities, if we make space for them. Beth, thank you so much for hiking with me today. It was so fun to hang out with you. Thank you. And learn from <laughs> you. And I uh, can't wait to do it again. Oh, anytime, my pleasure. <laughs> That's all for this episode of About the Journey. Thank you to our Denver guide, Beth Bradley. Next week, we'll dive into regenerative travel. I'm not a mom, but I think about future generations, and I think that comes for being a good human. And I wish that all the tourism operations in Puerto Rico will be 100% sustainable. We're dialing into San Juan, Puerto Rico, to hear from women-powered travel company, local guests. About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bonvoy Traveler, Atwell Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Jess Moss. Our Atwell Media producers are Kate Walsh, Christy Westgard, Gail Straub, and Tina Turner. Editing by Greg Devins II. Follow along with Beth on Instagram at TheBethST. And you can learn more about inclusive hiking by heading to unlikelyhikers.org. You can learn more about visiting Denver and how to travel more meaningfully from Marriott Bonvoy Traveler at traveler.marriott.com. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next week. Hi, I'm Lale Arakogli, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these... I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you. And it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. <laughs>